Hello, listeners. It is time for another Hey, I've Got an Idea show. That's my brother, Mason, the Arby's astronaut, Williams. And that's my brother over there, Luke, butthole like a subway tunnel, Williams. And together, we are going to invent something before your very ears. I like magicians, but instead of magic, it's ideas. Good good description. Yes. Uh, Now, Mason, what are we going to invent this week? Glad you asked, Luke. You know those sort of PSAs that you get sometimes Mm -hmm. uh, that say, hey, kids, don't do drugs, Mm -hmm. stay in school, or like... Here's this historical thing that happened. Right. I want to do one of those. I think we should have like a 30 second to a minute TV commercial sort of spot that okay. has some positive message for today's youth. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Now, uh, we will have a, a, a an expert a little bit later on mm-hmm. uh, who uh, I think... Makes sense to call in. Uh, let's let's see where we get for a little bit first before we call him in, though. So, where do we begin with this one? Uh, well, I would say let's start with all of the other commercials we remember that taught us all of you know the lessons that we learned as children, and we'll see why they're all so terribly wrong and why we need to make a better one. Hmm. True. Um, so what was that, uh, what was that robot planet danger? Astar. Astar. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we we are gonna, uh, just heads up, everyone listening to this in the US or the Netherlands or whatever, <laughs> we are gonna alienate like 99% of you because Luke and I are gonna be talking about all the Canadian commercials that we watched as children as two little couch potatoes side by side. Every last little Canadian snippet we can think of exhaustively, uh, you know, we'll do a little bit of it and then let's move on to uh, our material. But anyway, go ahead. So we got okay, Astar. So Astar Astar from the Planet Danger. Jumping around on this CGI planet where there's like giant pencil sharpeners everywhere. Yep. And then, oh my God, Buzzsaw comes down, cuts off his arm and it's traumatizing and, you know, every kid who watches it has nightmares about it for at least two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then... Astar pops his arm back on. He says, I am Astar from the planet Danger. Why we needed to know that and memorize it, I don't know. Don't, don't go off script. Of us, finish, the, finish the lines. It was. I'm just saying Astar, everyone remembers I'm this from, and there, it I'm, has no significance. But I'm from planet Danger. I can put I'm my Astar, arm back on. And you can't. You can't. So play safe. Yeah. Okay, so just a hot take real quick. What if we went in the opposite direction? <laughs> Well, I mean, that to me, uh, I can put my arm back on, you can't, so play safe. Like, that's the entirety of the message. And most of that sh- commercial is jumping around in dangerous shit, and it looks cool as hell. It looks so fun. It looks so fun. And then at the very end, he's like, play safe. And, like, that's the entirety of the message. And it's like, 
you're directly contradicting the coolness of the shit. Yeah. Like, you just did cool shit for 45 seconds, and then you looked at me and said, don't do cool shit. Like, that's not effective advertising. Par- pardon pardon the phrase here, but going so abruptly from a buzzsaw to, to that letdown is quite the buzzkill. I, what? Next commercial, go. Next What's commercial, what House Hippos. House Hippos, they're so good with the little peanut butter and all that. Fuck, that's a good commercial. Yeah, so, okay, so to break that one down, it was a very documentary-esque little examination of these little house hippos, and you sort of track them around looking at, like, oh, they, they make little nests out of the fluff, and uh, they might get around into your into your food if you leave out some peanut butter, and they're little, like, little house hippo tracks of peanut butter. it's cute as shit. It's these tiny little hippopotamuses, mm-hmm. hippopotami, that anyway, they live in your house, and they're, like, right. But the end message shit with your cat. The end yeah. message, and I have to hand it to YTV, they really pushed, like, a skeptic, like, raised skeptics uh, mm-hmm. angle uh, with some of their programming. But that one was really good because it was, the message was, uh, that looked really real. But you knew it couldn't be. Uh, you know it couldn't be. So, don't think, believe everything you see. Don't believe TV. everything you see. And yeah. that was satisfying and frustrating in the same beat because on the one hand it's like oh oh you got me that was a good little ribbing uh yeah i got i'm gonna keep my skeptics goggles on when i watch tv and then on the other hand you're like motherfucker there aren't how supposed they're so cool Yeah, and then someday, like a hundred years from now, we're gonna genetically engineer house hippos for pets. Yeah, we'll and then show that them. commercial is gonna be a lie. Outdated. Remember when there weren't house hippos? Science has triumphed. Now there's thousands of them. They blot out the sun. We, we don't have Shirley Perry. We don't have peanut butter anymore. They ate it all. They killed my cat. <laughs> okay, so that was pretty cool. Really cool commercial. What else we got? Um, are we gonna just delve into the Canadian shit? We're gonna. Are, gonna... are we just gonna? Li- I smell burnt toast. Or like, oh no, yeah, put yeah. It okay. In your mouth. I, okay. What? So there were these. Uh, well, before we get into the, because uh, that was a, a drug anti drug PSA. But before that, you referenced a, a Canadian heritage moment, which just got a resurgence. It just started filming, or or they just they just started releasing them again because there was enough of a demand for it. Um, mm. And I don't know offhand any, like, what the status of that is, but... I I love how so often in our podcast, we encourage our listeners to stop listening to our podcast. Yeah, just stop right now. (laughs) And just research esoteric shit that we could, we could, in theory, pause the recording and look it up ourselves and then read you the information. That would be a helpful service. But instead, we're just like, hey, you guys, something about grapes. You know what? Pause this podcast and go Google grapes. <laughs> like that's that's not good. That's sure it not is. a good thing. No, it's perfect. We well, want, okay, we you know want what we're doing is is just like the house hippo commercial. We're encouraging skepticism. Uh, Don't right. take our word for it. You know, look it up for yourself. You know that what we say can't be real. Right. Now I'm not real. The Canadian Heritage Moment, the burnt toast, that was lady getting brain surgery. There was also yes. a peach basket basketball thing where the guy 
had to get a hole in in the bottom, but he needed his peach baskets back. And oh, okay, okay, can I just take a sidebar and say it is bullshit that we're claiming James Naismith, inventor of basketball. Like I'm all for Canadian pride, but let's be real: the dude was living in the U.S. He had been in the U.S. for years. He invented this in the United States. I'm fine with calling basketball a U.S. invention. Uh, what was the the validity of uh, the Superman one too? That was like. It was it's like one of the of two Canadian. guys was originally from Canada and he went down to the US and then they made Superman together. Yeah. So originally partially from Canada, like, come on. I mean, yeah. we, we helped sort of by be existing for this person temporarily. Uh. <laughs> like we, we, we Canadians, we do have legitimate claims to some fairly significant inventions like time zones. It's, mm. We invented the whole idea of standard time zones before a Canadian invented time zones. Like every city would just set their time by the sun. Really? Yeah. Is that a fact? That was one of those heritage moments, as a matter of fact. Huh. That's how I know that. Okay. Well, I mean, can I just interject real quick? And this is oh so tangential, but I gotta <laughs> say, things that Canada's known for, I I gotta admit, maybe this makes me a bad Canadian or something, but like. The way maple syrup comes up all the goddamn time, like it's <laughs> like it's oh well we we're the first nation of maple syrup. No other maple syrup producer could come. Bef- like we sell maple syrup here that is sourced like from Vermont, and like yep. like it's not our only thing. It's not our most famous thing. We do other things too. Yeah, yeah. R- really, I'm a little bit tired of it, but by the same token, I mean. I can't be too upset about our reputation by most standards on a global scale. It's pretty good. So yeah. Yeah. No, we're doing, uh, we're doing pretty right. hot. We're doing pretty right, hot. So- well, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Like lately it's been more like who we're eh. you know, looking hot compared to who you're standing next to, you know? Right. Right. Like, I'm sorry. Our friends to the South, but y- y'all need to fix your shit. Let's alienate them some more. Oh, <laughs> speaking hey, you know of what? Aliens? Can, can we can we alienate the those Netherlands those inexplicable Netherlands let's, listeners? Let's let's not. Let's actually do a commercial, maybe. <laughs> I oh shit yeah no we should do that okay. Okay so, um, some other classics the uh, the uh, don't you put it in your mouth? Yeah, that was the one I was singing earlier, which you said was an anti drug thing. I don't think that was an anti drug thing. I think that was just straight up don't put things in your mouth commercial. Right. It was concerned children's advertisers. It was targeting children to tell them don't put things in your mouth like drugs. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, granted, if you see drugs lying around, don't put them in your mouth. Yes. But like that applies to like everything other than food like if it's not food or like medicine you're supposed to be taking don't you could don't get put sick it in your mouth. yeah real, real quick. sick yeah real, real sick real quick ick yeah yeah don't you put it in your mouth unless it's some like a muffin or a beet that's okay yeah like a muffin or a beet like uh if you don't know just what it is don't put it in your mouth Put it in your uh, which, butt. <laughs> yes, put it in your butt instead for safekeeping. Dude, is, okay, is that our modern twist? <laughs> no. 
no okay that's that's the second thing that's that's item two on the agenda i think you know let's let's blow past this stuff that most of our listeners are not going to recognize us just being nostalgic about bullshit tv right let's let's move on item number two on the agenda is what is the message that we need to send to today's youth mm. okay so when we first pitched the commercial thing I was wondering how we were going to approach that because it's like, oh, well, we got to just kind of pick a product and then sell that. And but but no, no, no. I like this angle a little bit more that we're actually packaging it with like perhaps a message in that much time is is sort of better. Um, can I well, just I mean, we can do both. If you want to pitch a product and tell people not to put that product in their mouth like that works. Well, OK, here's one other thing. Um before like, we you delve... want to do an ad for the Nintendo Switch, and then also don't put these things in your mouth. Seriously, they taste bad. Like I know I just said <laughs> that, and you're you're gonna want to do it, but yeah, that breath in the breath of the wild, breath of the wild, don't, you're gonna choke on it. Do don't not do it, put though. it in your mouth. It's mm. neither a muffin nor a beat. I like that us referencing that joke, even though it's like it's like a two month old joke when we're making it now. And then, like, when this release is probably another month later than that. So that's, like, a very stale joke. Anyway. Well, I mean, um, by then, Nintendo will have the next console out, and people will be like, Switch, I remember that so exactly. long ago. I played Splatoon. N- Nintendo only releases uh, hypothetical virtual consoles now. So um, mm-hmm. it's VR. You put on... Uh, you put on glasses with just a Mario face on the on the lens and and pay them three hundred dollars. Um, and then you so, just lie on the bed and twitch, and it like interprets your muscular electromagnetic signals to be the commands. But uh, no, the thing I was gonna say, commercial. Yes. yes. Um, I would like to actually talk about my all time favorite commercial, um, which was for a product. It was okay. for. Five Alive. Do you remember the ad campaign that um, it was Five Alive? I believe that's still relatively well-known brand, but it's like a fruit. Oh, is it gone? I don't think I've seen it in a while. Is I haven't seen dead? Five Alive in a while. Maybe the yeah, commercials no. weren't good enough. <laughs> Fuck. Like, so okay. maybe maybe it's we don't juice, learn There's five this. fruits in it. Yeah. Right. But the point the point of this story is talking about uh, why I like this commercial is that you would have a little counter in the bottom right corner and you would have a couple of little weird absurdist sort of skits that occur in five seconds. It'll count one, two, three, four, five, and then it'll switch to a new one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was basically set up for thing needs a solution. Uh, then the body is you find five alive and then the punchline is now that has somehow made your life better. And it just does that like five times or they just cut away to like, there's five live in this weird situation and it's weird. Either way, why I liked it was it was very organized for my 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 brain that it's a 30 second commercial. You have a five second outro at the end of do 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 feel alive and it was you know five second outro of of the actual brand and that's fine but then the first five segments five each 25 seconds that totals the 30 seconds and it's there's five of them yeah. like it is extremely well uh thought out that it works in that format so well mm-hmm. 
I really enjoy that on on a on a sort of a structural level. And it gets it gives you the opportunity it affords you the opportunity to tell five completely non sequitur jokes. Yeah, I mean it, five that's just a little shorter than a vine. So it's basically like five vines in a row and then product. Um or alternately five WarioWare games where the answer is like press A to put five alive in Wario's nose. Right. Yeah. Put garlic in five alive and then put it in Wario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so I like the concept of it being a set of vines. Uh mm. because here's the thing. We know that there's a market for vines and despite that company being short-lived we know that that has served comedy and a certain type of comedian very well um here's the question that i'll pose okay do you think that there could be a way like do we still want this commercial to have its final destination be on just regular old tv it might as well be a youtube ad if we're going to modernize it like yeah, no, nobody watches TV anymore, certainly not with the commercials, unless they're watching some live event like a sports game. And even then, the commercials go on, that's when you pee. Mm. And I got I to gotta reference something else, uh, because mm. this is another modern commercial thing that's worth worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and the, the irony being that, uh, for the life of me, I don't remember what the commercial was actually advertising. I want to say it was like a uh, travel hotel comparison site or something. Oh, I um, those ones. But, right. Okay. But this, it's a YouTube ad that takes the first five seconds where you're waiting for the skip ad button to appear to say, you need to go to this website. It's the best thing. And we don't need the rest of this commercial. And then they take the rest of the commercial to be like, so, so I'm going to, I'm going to do a magic trick. <laughs> that, that is pretty good. Cause like, 99.9% of your audience are going to skip as soon as they can skip. So you might as well get your ad in in the like 5 seconds you're guaranteed to show them and then mm. the rest of it just bullshit around. So, okay. I feel these random threads coming from all angles and I want to sort of try to gather them together so that we can attempt to weave it into some sort of uh, partial tapestry. Um, okay, so we've got Canadian nostalgia for for uh, positive messages. We love that shit. Don't put house hippos in your butt or whatever we were saying. Right. Uh, or in your brain. <laughs> or or in your brain with the toast. And they'll, yeah. track, they'll track peanut butter on it. Yeah. We have uh, vines being smart. We have the get it done in five seconds being smart. And we have the compartmentalized, like, you can tell a sequence of non-messages to get to your message if you hook them in with what it is. So how do we combine all this together? Okay, so before we go on, I do want to talk about five-second films. Mm. Uh, five-second films was on YouTube before Vine came out. And my idea, like, my understanding of how Vine was pitched was... The five-second films, they were actually done with love and with care and, in many cases, by professional comedians, and they had, like, special effects, and it was, like, five-second films was fucking amazing. They were funny. And then I'm betting, like, some executive walked in and said, 
hey, what if everyone could do five-second films? And the other executive was like, they they already can. It's called making a video, but you make it really short. And the guy says, no, no, no. What if everyone could make five-second films? But here's the twist. We give them an extra second. And then <laughs> a, like a billion dollars in venture capital showed up because that sounded like they were doing something revolutionary. And then every moron with a phone made in the past 10 years could record a six second video. And like, again, some of them very good. Some of them very funny. Most of them bullshit. And yeah. they forgot like step two monetize to get to step three yeah. profit. Yeah. And they, then they all of the money went away right. and the, the whole platform crashed uh, yeah. as every online service that does not monetize inevitably will looking at you, Twitter. Yeah. Um, I did. Really? You think? Well, I mean, where do you think Twitter's getting their money? I mean, they're putting ads, they they're promoting s- tweets. Yeah. But like, who's clicking on that shit? I know I'm not. Um, well, I mean, you raise a good point. I'm not entirely sure about that, but that's not what we're here to talk about. No. Um, so I like, too, that Vines did cater to a sort of a human nature thing of like, oh, I got to make it funny within six seconds. Therein lies the challenge. I could do a Vine if I challenge myself this right way or or something mm-hmm. like like that's a way that people tended to approach it, especially when they saw other great examples of someone telling a, a, a great joke, if you will. Uh, via a vine. Um, But it's also kind of funny because it's like, okay, what if we provide this service where people can record videos from their phone? Okay, cool, but they can already kind of do that. No, 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 wait, wait, even better. What if it was that but less? (laughs) Genius! Like, it's kind of hilarious that it was just backing on human nature that that is what worked. Anyway. Well, I mean, there is something to be said for the restriction in an art form, you know? Like, that's why Twitter works is because each tweet is 140 characters. That's why haiku is an interesting format is because you got to fit that shit into 575. The restriction is what makes the art form. Okay, so that said, you know who is a champion of that is... Mm -hmm. Okay, go with their music videos. Oh, goddamn. They have some, obviously, if you, if you don't know what we're talking about, again, stop the podcast and just binge no, watch all of OK stop Go. Stop the podcast and watch OK Go. Just splice in a couple of seconds of OK Go music. Not, okay, point being, I'm pretty sure it's a pretty obvious social, like uh, an obvious cultural touchstone yeah. that people know who OK Go is and have seen a music video because of how crazy great they are. Um, mm-hmm. Everything they do is a very creative, new, um, very, very well-rehearsed, crazy messy, yet crazy coordinated uh, little bit of something. It's like mm-hmm. usually a, a big Rube Goldberg machine of sorts or, or, or something. What's technically amazing about them is that you know how much work went into just a short little video shoot. How mm-hmm. much more concentrated would it be if it was a five second bit. Okay. And... No, 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 no. Okay. Here's the thing. Uh, five seconds. That's, that's too much. Cause five seconds is when you can skip the ad. What we need is rapid fire four second chunks. So when the ad starts, you get 
four seconds and that's enough to hook you and you're like, oh, that was a pretty cool thing in four seconds. The next four second chunk starts, you're at second number one of the second iteration Mm -hmm. and then that's when the skip comes up and you're like, no, I don't want to hit the skip. I want to see the next three seconds of this. And then at that point, you're at eight seconds. You've seen two of these iterations. It's about to begin the third. And you're like, well, one and two were both pretty good. Let's see if they bring it on home with number three. So you want like little four second, okay, go style, warrior wear style, like, okay, go doing warrior wear fucking four second clips and you do that over and over and over again each one leading inexorably to the conclusion of the message of our commercial which is don't put drugged up hippos in your butt perfect and an important one at that now here's the thing if we went uh four by six we would hit that 30 Mm. no we wouldn't no, we wouldn't. 24. That's 24, my friend. You're thinking of 5 by 6. Yes, I am. So, if we did uh, 4 by 7, that was what I was thinking. 4 by 7. If we did 4 by 7, we would hit 28. We could get that 2-second pitch at the end. Well, 2-second, I figure just static image of, like, here's the message, you know, don't put hippos in your butt, dumbass. And, like, mm. 2 seconds is enough for people to read that static text. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. I agree. Um, oh boy. <laughs> is that, our message is don't put hippos in your butt, huh? No, no, that's just like I'm doing my thing where I take every random idea that we've mentioned and I mash them all together, but yeah, that should not be our message because, quite frankly, today's youth are not at risk for that because A... They generally know not to put things in their butt. They're very sex savvy. B, you know, house hippos, again, as yet, not genetically engineered yet. So, I mean, yes, we want to be concerned about the inevitable future where house hippos are everywhere, but not really an issue for right now. Uh, Mm. C, the whole drug angle. Why would a house hippo be taking drugs in the first place? They just want peanut butter. But maybe it's one of those things where, like, it's a contact with their skin, like that toad that if you lick it, you get high. Fuck, that would be awesome. Yeah, and if you put that up your butt, forget about it. That's like the ver- the toad version of butt chugging. And the thing is, is, like, you lick the toad, you put the toad down, you, you're blissed out for, like, maybe a couple of minutes, and then you come to. You put that thing in your butt, it's struggling around in your butt, you're high for hours and hours until it dies. Oh, man. The slow-release suppository method for drug taking. That being said, I mean, it does die because it cannot breathe. And after it is dead for like a couple hours, then the chemicals wear off. I mean, you could just sort of have the head peeking out. No, no, because then it's going to escape. I mean, probably, yeah. And then like you come down off your high and you're like, whoa, that was an incredible trip. I went through the universe and it, you know, oh shit, it's like Thursday. Oh, hang on. I got to crap out a dead hippo. Hmm. So... Four by seven and then two? You like that? You like that math? That's that's good. So we got like seven four second clips, each of which is expertly choreographed, okay go style, surreality. All each of those 
bringing across the message of, for the love of God, please do not put hallucinogenic tiny hippopotamuses into your rectal cavity. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like the idea of maybe solving a mystery along the way. Ooh. Like maybe the sequence of those little four-second snippets has crazy, well-choreographed stuff going on in the background, but also sets up a narrative. There's like a puzzle oh, okay, story okay. element going on. A puzzle story solving a mystery, but also surreal. You know what's hot right now? Twin Peaks. Oh, yes. So, like, you're tripping balls, and you're like, who needs to put a hippo in my ass? I'm tripping balls just watching this commercial. And, like, it's like, who killed Laura Palmer? Laura Palmer, she killed herself. Why? Because she put a hippo in her butt, and she died. Don't Mm. be like Laura Palmer. Keep those hippos out of your anus. Just lick them and let them go. It was actually relatively straightforward. They just didn't think about it being the hippo solution. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why it ballooned up into like all Dale that Cooper. Other I could have saved you some time, my friend. You don't have to like spend a whole episode getting pie and talking to logs and shit. You can just like look in her butt. Mystery solved. I'm wondering. I'm feeling like you probably haven't seen Twin Peaks, but are just basing it off of the references that you've seen. I, I'm basing it off of that one Darkwing Duck episode, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Okay, yeah, because the I'm not going to touch it. I just think that's a perfect guess of what happens on Twin Peaks. It's just perfect. Well, I mean, like, I, I, I am operating under the assumption that at no point does Special Agent Dale Cooper look inside Laura Palmer's butt and find a hippo. Because, I mean, like, butt. if he did, the show would be over. Because he would have the solved butt. the mystery. Yep, not the butt. I not the butt. It, not the butt. However, um... There was also, and you might remember this, the from the Simpsons who shot Mr. Burns, mm-hmm. there was the reference to the the weird dream with the backwards talking Chief Wiggum fell asleep. Uh-huh. Remember that? Uh yeah, and there's like, I'll just drink this warm cream. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Lisa is like dancing backwards and then she has the Burns burning. suit. Burns suit. Yeah. Yeah. That that was de- pretty directly referential to the notorious Dale Cooper dream sequence. Okay. That he had with like uh, the dancing little person and Laura Palmer, mm-hmm. like everybody was talking backwards, and um, so you, you haven't seen that scene. I don't. I, I'm actually wondering why I'm getting on this thread altogether because I don't think we can set up anything too crazy like that in seven four second vignettes. Well, I mean. Uh, I, I disagree. I think that we can <laughs> have, like, you can pack a lot of surreality into four seconds. Like, can we agree on that? Oh, we can. And you know what? It is actually my favorite thing when somebody pan- packs something so densely that you need to watch it, like, ten times to just notice as much as you can or whatever. Oh, it's my favorite. Oh, okay. So here's here's how we incentivize this shit. Like, people aren't going to know that there's a mystery there but if you watch like the first four second one you're hooked you continue watching the second four second one past the five second skip you're hooked more you watch all of those four second clips but then at the end it doesn't say don't put hippos in your butt it has like solve the mystery win a thousand dollars and you're like wait what what the fuck you have to figure out where to put the hippos 
Yeah, and then like you're like, oh man, I gotta go back and watch that commercial again so that I can figure out all the clues. But that's the problem with like YouTube and those kind of ads and such is you can't you can rewind the video, you can't rewind the ad, not after the ad is done. So you're hoping like, oh shit, I want to win this contest. I gotta like watch as many YouTube videos as possible with my ad blocker off and hope that I see this you know, this ad again so that I can write down every minuscule detail that's going on on the screen. People will obsess. It doesn't matter how much it is. It could be like win five cents. There will be people who will tear themselves apart in a manic Mm. frenzy to analyze frame by frame every single thing in these 30 seconds. Yeah, because they want to take that nickel and frame it and boast all their friends that they solved it first. Yeah, It's, it's a puzzle. The Internet loves a puzzle. I know that. Exactly. And so we have all these people, we harness that power of their fascination. And if you get enough people, like critical mass of nerds working on this shit, that in itself is free advertising because you're going to get like news outlets doing a story about it. And they're going to be like, they call themselves the hippo hunters. They're trying to find the secret message. And it's like, if you can... Mason, Mason, can I just interject? Yes. I think that this is the perfect time to try and package this and, and hand it over to our guest expert. Mm. This, uh, let's let's call him in here. Uh, uh, yo, get in here. Yeah, like, get on yeah, in get, here. Get, yo, get, get over here. All right. Dear listeners, our guest expert this week is Mr. Doug Walker, a.k.a. The Nostalgia Critic. Doug, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yes, when there's trouble, we call DW, by which obviously I mean Doug Walker. That is much nicer than what people used to say. They saw DW, they said Dot Warner. But I'm so glad you went with Darkwing Duck, because that is cooler, I think. Yeah, that's cooler. Uh, absolutely is much cooler. Although his actual initials are DM, because he's Drake Mallard. But, Thank you! Uh, that always drove me nuts, too. It's like, wait, it shouldn't be DWD, Darkwing Duck? Because isn't Darkwing one worse? It should just be DD, but no. But canonically, it was in the theme song, so what are you going to do? What can you do? It's canon. Yeah. Yeah. Canon yeah. with music. <laughs> so, Doug, you have a, a history with commercials. Um, but I wanted to, before we get going here, um, you're American, we're Canadian. Uh, I just wanted to quote, uh, one of your nostalgia critic sketches that you did, uh, on commercials. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's just see what we got here. It says, uh, Canada, you're sick. You're sick, Canada. What the hell is wrong with you? You're sick. You're sick, Canada. I am never visiting you. You're scary. You're a scary place, Canada. Uh, so, Doug, I just had to ask real quick, uh, how did you enjoy your stay at Con Bravo? Oh, you're, you're still sick. Um, <laughs> but then our election happened and we got more sick. So, uh, you know, you're off the hook for now. Okay. Yeah, our condolences to you on that. Thank you. We, we need it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so we've somewhat designed a, a commercial here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we would love your input. Uh, we got part of the way through and, uh... Maybe you could help us, like, put the finishing touches on this thing, and then we can, you know, shop it around wherever we're going to go next with it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, basically, it would be uh, a 30-second spot, like a regular TV commercial, for uh, Concerned Children's Advertisers. And the message 
is a series of like vines, vine length things put together, a couple four second. Uh, yeah, here's the key is it's four seconds because people, they don't watch uh, commercials on TV anymore. They're coming up before and in the middle of YouTube videos and content like that. Usually you can skip at five seconds. So we figure make it a sequence of little four second shorts. You see the first one in four seconds. You're like, oh, that's interesting. The second one starts. You're in second one of what you assume is going to be another four second little thing. You're not going to skip the second one because you're already hooked on the first one. Right. So, uh, no joke, both the uh, uh, Don't You Put It In Your Mouth uh, puppet commercial and the House Hippo commercial came up naturally. I had totally forgotten that you had actually incorporated those in some of your reviews. This is true, Um, yes. And um, so, essentially, for our kids today, our theme that we're going to uh, put it together, you know that, like, butt chugging is a thing that you can... Uh, put alcohol in your butt and get get drunk that way. Our message uh-huh. is uh, those little house hippos, uh, you don't want to put them in your butt, even if they have some other properties that might get you high or, or something. It's not a good thing to put strange things in your butt, and that's our message. What do you think? What is wrong with you Canadians? <laughs> well, I mean, we're overrun with hallucinogenic house hippos. That's our problem. I mean, you just, you took something that was kind of a good idea and something that was an awful idea and you combined them together to get a really kind of awful idea. That's, that's kind of our MO. I, I mean, okay, look, here's, here's what you gotta do. Uh, do you watch British PSAs? I mean, we've seen some, yeah. Okay, all I'm right. familiar with Britain. Oh, all right, all right. Well, well, well there is one that uh, you know has this little kid. He's playing, uh, you know, football or you know, American football. I don't know. And so they go and uh, American soccer. Yes, they're playing American soccer, as it should be called. Okay. And they go. And uh, this one kid is like, oh, I'm just going to go in this little electric plant. You know, it's a, a place where they grow electric. And he goes in, he's going to get the little ball in, and his friend's like, Timmy, no! And the t- little boy's like, oh! He gets electrocuted. So then this other little boy comes in, goes, oh, no, oh, no. And then he gets electrocuted, too, as these two charred Brits, uh, you know, just, just totally eradicated. And I'm thinking, if you can combine that with butt chugging, Wait, so so hang on. <laughs> so like a ho- uh, we should go like a horror angle? Yes, cuz here's the thing. I mean, you, you Canadians have mastered this. You've mastered the scaring the hell out of people, and I think it comes from years of being so polite, you know, you're like, "Oh, excuse me," you know, apologies and stuff like that, and then you just get it all out in your PSAs for some reason. I don't know why, but if you're going to do it, mm. you got to do it all the way. And Britain, I got to tell you, I've been watching some of these and they're almost outdoing you. So, I feel mm. if you can kind of rather than combining the don't you put it in your mouth and the house hippos, if you can somehow combine that horrifying electric commercial of children being kentucky fried and butt chugging together maybe you can have something maybe that's why we don't want people to butt chug these hippos is not because they od on the hallucinogens that are uh in the tiny house hippo skin but because when in threat as i think if you're being inserted into an ass that's a threatening situation for most organisms uh they release like a pikachu like electric charge that fries people and so we want the kids to to say hey you know here's this thing that looks like it might be a good idea sure but this could happen to you and then horrified charred you know could you work in pikachu into that like have pikachu be the one who like you know 
He's like using electricity for butt chugging because it's kind of what he does. It looks like it's coming out of his tail, but it's not. It's coming out of his ass. So if you could get yeah. Pikachu in that too, because you know, it's a good cause. And you know, the people do Pokemon. I mean, they're they're very forgiving when you use their image. Yeah, or... Nintendo, they're very loosey-goosey with their IP. Absolutely. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So if you could say it's for a PSA about butt chugging, which I just know they would jump on board for, uh, mm. I think you could really have something. Either something, you know, being shoved up Pikachu's butt causing electricity right. to shoot out or Pikachu himself as this electricity being shoved maybe into the house hippo's butts, which granted there's kind of a size difference, but maybe you could just get rid of the house hippo and just make it a real hippo. A regular hippo, yeah. Uh, PSA, do not shove Pikachu into a hippopotamus. There aren't enough of those. There simply yeah. aren't. I don't even think there's one. This could be the first one. I was thinking too that maybe uh, it would be don't put like toy Pikachu's in your butt. No, it has to be the real Pikachu. It has to be yeah. real because you have to see his face when he's going into the ass. He's like, Pikachu! yeah, like if you're just putting an amoeba, an amiibo in there. I mean, quite frankly, that's not a problem. It's when we're involving an organism that we really have an issue. It's true. I mean, the amiibo's got that base plate at the bottom. That's pretty much like the safety handle for getting it out. But they're practically sex toys anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but putting a Pikachu into a hippo, like a full-size hippo, I think you got you got something there that we definitely don't want people doing that. But I do feel like there's also something to be said about if you were going to, just if you were going to, that you, you would were going want to, yeah. to like grade your way up, start with a Pichu, then a Pikachu, and then maybe like a Raichu down the road. Well, now let's let's face it, your ideal Pokemon for that is the Diglett. You would want to start true. with the Diglett. The I don't Diglett. even know what it is, but I want a Diglett. Just hearing that name, <laughs> I just immediately want to shove that up my ass. And this would be a wonderful way to say no. Because I think, mm -hmm. just like me, because I represent the common person, all people are going to want to shove Diglets up their ass. So I think just yeah. having a PSA on this alone is very important. Okay. Yeah. Now, there is sort of like a gotta collect them all thing here that mm. I don't know if... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that just, you know, speaks to one's collection of uh, anal Pokemon... Uh, these are combinations of words I did not expect myself to say. Do we want to go down that angle? Is this something that we're trying to? Oh, prevent? it's going because... down that angle. That that can actually be the catchphrase. Don't go down that angle. You know, just mm. don't go down there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't go down there. I mean, you do have to catch them all and put them into balls. But like in a scenario where you don't have a ball and you're like, oh man, I, I, I've got this extremely rare Pokemon and I got to put it somewhere. I don't have a ball to put it in. I know I'll just shove it up in here and it'll just be temporary. Uh, no, it's not worth it. Yeah. Let the shiny go. No, here's the yeah. thing. You can still work in the ball because if you miss the ass, you're going to go into the ball. So it's just a okay. different kind of ball. You might even go into two of them. So oh. I think from that angle, uh, see, angle as well, <laughs> angle. that yeah. can really yeah. work. Okay, so let's let's actually get into like a directorial mindset here. Um, we need to actually script this thing out, how we're going to make this a commercial. So we need some characters here. What kind of, do we want to just go with kind of like Ash, Ash and Misty or something? Or do we want to just do our own characters they could be anything. They could be puppets or cartoon characters or... Well, no, or... I mean, we don't want to make it Ash and Misty. Ash and Misty are the good guys who, who say the message like, hey, kids, we know not to do this because we're the role models. If anyone's shoving Pokemon in their asses, it's Jesse and James. But now this is just sounding like your average fanfic. I mean... No, but but here's the thing. Okay, so you need you still have to have the hippo in there, guys. The hippo is the mm -hmm. key, you know. So you have to have you know a 
a house hippo, but like he he's giant, like you know he's the Godzilla house hippo, so just the size of a normal hippo to us, you know. Okay. Uh, right. So you know he comes in, and it looks like again you gotta fool him, you gotta make it seem like oh it's just like a real uh, documentary on you know house hippos and stuff, because you know the Canadians they they fall for that. They're like that looked real, didn't it? Like you you guys believe there was house hippos for a little bit. It was kind of creepy. But at the same time, you know you make it look real, and then you insert Pokemon, and you're like oh wow I didn't know Pokemon exist too because again if you believe in house hippos you'll believe in pokemon and Mm -hmm. you see pikachu just looking at this hippo's ass i mean it just looks amazing and then the hippo turns already cgi the the hippo turns around zip it's jesse and james in the hippo oh they were the ones who wanted Pokemon in their butt the whole time. Yeah. Now, not only that, you see, what Jesse is actually one cheek of the hippo, and James is the other cheek. And they actually, the zipper is actually in the crack, so they come out, and they're like, oh, hey, we're going to say our super long catchphrase that's like, you know, 20 minutes long. And then Pikachu's like, not again! And he's got to go after him. But then it's revealed that Jesse and James had zippers of their own, and they were actually the hippo's ass again. It was a... <laughs> Triple, okay. double, quadruple cross. That's why the hippo looked so large initially, because it's actually a hippo inside of two humans inside of another hippo. You so wait, got is it, it. Is it actually like uh, like twenty ha- like miniature house hippos inside of each like one twenty in Jesse and twenty in James, and it's actually just an army of house hippos that come don't together? be silly. Do not be silly. That's okay. That's it's like far, eighty. Yeah. 80 of them. Okay, yeah, yeah. You would that's need more quite a few. They're very small. This is a big ass. This is a big hippo's ass. And they come together, again, kind of like Pokemon. You know, they all come together and they sacrifice themselves into, like, this blob that just forms these two giant cheeks. Yeah, the ones on the bottom are not having a good time. Correct. That's that's true. Well, okay. they're all technically a bottom, if you know what I mean, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm, just, I'm just thinking when we're producing this craft services table, we're going to need hundreds of peanut butter sandwiches. Probably. That, that, that would be my guess. The footprints are just going to be all over that whole All set. over the place, yeah. yeah. So Pikachu, yeah, he's going in, and then, like, you know, the crack opens up. He goes, Pika, no! He goes in, and he's like, actually, Pika kind of like this! Or does he say anything outside of Pika? <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, uh, you get that he kind of likes it. So he's in there and yeah. he gets all charred up because I'm just assuming when he lights up with electricity that that's kind of like an orgasm. You know, that's what it is. So right. he starts lighting up and then the hippo ass explodes with Pikachu inside. The charred mm-hmm. remains of Pikachu, his Pika skeleton right there, just a little eye twitching. One eye is still in the socket. The other is like, you know, in the ceiling fan or something like that. And uh-huh. his leg is twitching and everything. And that's when Ash comes in, goes, oh, no. And just looking at the scenario, he knows what happened. The the hippo ass, Pikachu, the well, I mean, little house hippos. I mean, it, it draws its own conclusion. And yeah. he just looks at the camera and he says, you know what to do. And nothing else. We don't even need, like, a brought to you by or anything. Just people can put it together. They can figure yeah. it out. You know, I have faith it, in it, our it's like the Batman symbol, the Ghostbusters symbol. You just see it and you know. You don't even need a title. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of like the concept of him, his message being sort of like, you know, not again. <laughs> but, but Time to get in a fresh Pikachu. This could be, like, the eighth Pikachu that's done this. I mean, we don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially if we're going to have this be a recurring commercial, there's multiple, 
you know, commercials in this series, like each one is a different Pikachu that, you know, gets fried and dies. Yeah. I, I feel like there, yeah, and then, you know, or you can have one, it's like that woman from that commercial, there are no accidents commercial, like, you know, she's a, she's a chef, and she's gonna be married and stuff like that, and then, like, she just turns around, zipper, it's a hippo's ass, and it just all goes from there. I mean, you can, oh. you, you can work with any celebrity, anyone so you want, layers. any Canadian celebrity, Michael J. Fox, William Shatner, the others, all of them, you can use all of them in these PSAs. Hmm. Okay. We could make okay. this a star-studded lineup. Yes, I of, like that. Of of hippo asses all the way down. Sure, sure. Now, I mean, granted, Mike Myers would jump at the chance. Yeah, he needs work. Uh, he, you, we know this kind of humor is not below him. You know, you saw Cat oh, yeah. in the Hat. Hell, you could have Cat in the Hat there. Although that might scare too many children too early. You know, you want to keep them for yeah. a little bit. Let, let, let's yeah. let's let's like draw the line somewhere. That's too scary. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I, I <laughs> won't argue with you on that. Okay. So, um what else? I think we also kind of need like a jingle to get it to stick in their in their heads. Something that but, really But we wanted a short jingle, like one that fits in a commercial. Yeah, so basically like 2 seconds. Okay, 2 seconds. Okay, don't you put it in your butt. It is too easy. So, yeah. um all right, I, I got to go. And I, uh, this one just popped in my head. I think it has a good beat, uh, mm. uh, memorable lyrics. And I, I think it's very soothing. And everyone's going to be humming this. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Ready. Ah! <laughs> That's it. And just people it, it, be like, yeah, did you hear that, you know, that butt song? They'll be like, what butt song? They go, ah! And they got it. You know, it's like, it'll be the biggest hit. You know, All I right. got to say, it, it's memorable. I like it. Is. it. Uh, do, do we do like a nice sparkly font? Just you know, uh, like a star with like, the more you know, but it just says ah. Yes. Right. At the, right. At the, yeah. The finishing touch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm not even gonna add anything up. That's just perfect. Sparkling with the little star. Just ah. Well, it could be like an acronym for like anal avoidance. There you go. Yeah. Wait, hubvoidance? Wait, wait. Oh, you mean just a a? I see. The the way we spell yeah. is with an H. You we are Canadians. Well, it, it could be a series a series of it. So like. Um, alert adolescence, always anal avoidance, oh, abstinence, awesome. But wait, wait, but but you're Canadian. If you're doing AA, isn't that just what you say? AA? I mean, aren't they going to be confused if you do that? I think it should be AH. No. Like no, anal we, we, hell. Like okay, you do this, you're going to have anal hell. A abstinence, awesome, hooray. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That, that works. Okay. okay, okay. Cool. Okay, so we got that. We do we I have uh, we have the right characters. I mean, we stole them all, but <laughs> we stole them all, and we put uh, you know celebrities in there. But well, we okay. Now here here's my thing: is we've got like these Pokemon characters, you know, Ash, Misty, Jesse, James, Pikachu, etc. We've got Canadian celebrities. Can we just get the Canadian celebrities to play the Pokemon characters? Like, wh who from the Pokemon universe would we get Mike Myers to play? Hmm. Maybe Meowth. Hmm, I can see that. We haven't yeah. talked well, about Meowth's but again, role here. But again, he's played a terrifying cat before. Uh, that oh, might bring true. back bad flashbacks. Yeah. We, we want to scare the shit out of these children, but not in a way that relates to Cat in the Hat. Yeah, yeah. And, and just not too early in general. You, know, you want to have them like, oh, this is going to be fun, and then surprise the hell out of them. Yes, and then a gory Pikachu skeleton and, and a traumatized Ash, and, and everybody for that matter. And and yelling and yeah yeah just well, that's the, right the key kind of to a good PSA right is it's like it's casual 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 
then jump scare at the end and you make it memorable with the slogan. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it, it will make it look like it's a Saturday morning cartoon, like an ad for a Saturday morning cartoon. Hell, I think this should be a Saturday morning cartoon. Like, we could do that. If this PSA is popular enough, we could just make it into a whole series. Just every episode ends with Pikachu going in an ass and blowing up. That's all that matters. Well, I mean, it hmm. certainly wouldn't be the first time in history that a popular commercial has uh, been expanded into a Saturday morning cartoon. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded of, like, how Mr. Bill had the ability to just be a sort of a one-joke, oh, no, something collapses and he dies. And then that spread into, like, didn't he have, like, an album or something? Like, Yeah, he, he yep. had uh, uh, DVDs and stuff like that, and yeah. uh, just turned into, like, this huge, huge thing. So, yeah, I mean, we can just, as long as Pikachu dies in every episode, and then comes key. back yeah. in the next one, and the nice thing is, you know how, like, in South Park, like, Kenny would die, and then he comes back, he looks totally fine? Every single time Pikachu dies in the next episode, he looks exactly how he was left in the last one. So, in every episode, like, you know, the, in the first episode, he's, like, Bones. He's like bones and flesh. So at the end of the second episode, he'll be like, you know, a little less flesh and a little less bone. And with every episode, he's just turning more and more into dust until it's just all you can do is throw dust at this hippo ass. It's, it's, it's hard to get dust in an ass. <laughs> True. But I mean, if you just keep it together, I mean, you know, it's one of the things you have to have a lot of prop people on it and stuff. I mean, if it gets mm. to a point where it's like he's not even alive enough to like see the ass or smell, or hear, or anything, because, you know, he's just dust. We can have just literal ash come and pick up the ash and throw it at the ass. You can call I it like ash, it. ash, and ass. That's yes. triple A right there. Ash, ash, and ass. That's this is really coming together. <laughs> coming, coming apart as it comes together. Which yes! Is how you know that you've got something really paradoxical, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'd watch that for 30 seconds. I'd watch that for 30 minutes. I would watch that for the rest of my life. Yeah. I, I, okay. If I could just watch that on repeat, like a vine. Uh, ah. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I like okay. this. I really Viral like content. this. Did we want to sort of string a bit of a puzzle to be solved still through this entire narrative? Because that was another mm. thing that we had was sort of like almost like there's like a mini mystery happening playing out in the background that you have to like that that's the uh that's the extra content for the nerds that are going to scope out every last frame yeah, like an ARG sort of thing going on. Yeah, like there's something else happening that if you look in the background, you're seeing like, oh, what's that doing there? Like, oh, that that number comes back. Okay, and then it all ties back into that same message once again mm -hmm. of don't stick... What is our message again? Don't stick Pikachu in a hippo's ass? Focus. Focus. Do not right. stick Pikachu in hippos or Michael J. Fox or Mike Myers or Jesse and James's ass. Yes. Okay. Etc. We'll probably throw in more as well with every episode. Yeah. Right. Well, then the more asses we get, the better. Correct. Uh, so if we want, like, you know, background puzzles and uh, riddles and stuff like that, all connecting to kind of like a bigger story, sort of like a Gravity Falls thing or like Lost mm. or something like that, uh, what we could do is uh, we can go really meta. So there's a puzzle going on in the background, okay? There's like, you know, uh, uh, letters just on the wall, random letters, but they're on... Mewtwo, who's blending into the wall, who is also doing a Rubik's Cube. 
a okay. mu cube, if you will. So you have a puzzle within a puzzle. Nobody ever does that. It's always like, oh, well, there's one mystery going on. No, there's two mysteries. What do those numbers mean? Why is Mewtwo somehow part of the wall? And will he solve the Rubik's Cube? Can I solve the Rubik's Cube? It just goes from there. Mm. Okay. And if you can solve the Rubik's Cube, will that stop this horrible cycle of Pikachu going into asses or will it, in fact, perpetuate it? Escalate it even, yes. Like, make it even go faster. So that way, in fact, we can even have two episodes almost side by side, because then it happens twice at double the time. So it's like, you know, it's kind of like when they show two Steven Universes back to back. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you have like a little 15 minutes, you know. Ah, peek a peek a boom! And then it's like, oh, but that was only half an episode. It's okay, we have another one, because you figured out the Mewtwo Rubik's Cube puzzle thing. Okay. Right. I can speak to the cubing community that uh, if you, even for a moment, were able to show, like, if if Mewtwo was looking at this Rubik's Cube and spun it even, like, not even 180 degrees, if you saw, like, four sides of it, then they would be able to decipher exactly what the fastest algorithms would be to get that solved. So they would be able to re- reverse engineer just from a couple of frames of animation or or if it's live action or whatever. We didn't even talk about that. Uh, <laughs> they could figure it out that this is what he needs to do next. And then will he or, will, or won't he do that? I'm just shocked that you use the word Cuban. So that's the name of Rubik's Cube enthusiasts. C- Cubans. The- <laughs> Cubans, yes. People I mean, from sure, Cuba. I'm sure that they like even it Even so, well. all of Cuba, like... I thought that's what they were called, but no, they're all just Rubik's Cube enthusiasts. That's how they got the term Cuban. I, I did not know that. There should be a PSA on that, too. They should, they work together very well on that, and, and you know, it's very popular. And suddenly, like, you know, you figure out the Rubik's Cube and the numbers and Mewtwo in the wall and stuff like that. You suddenly be like, Cubans don't really exist. They're really just Rubik's Cube enthusiasts. And that'll be the payoff, and people will be like, wow! So you learn, like, two things. Hmm. I like it. It's like two PSAs going on if you pay attention. Yeah. That's a little bit closer to like conspiracy theory that we would be weaving. But I do I do like it because I like the assertion that Cuba is I feel like they're not going to really do anything about it because it's so subtle. Yeah. If they have any if they have any issue with that message uh or if they might want to protest saying, like, hey, I don't even own a Rubik's Cube. Well, let, let, let's be honest. The only There's only, like, two people in the entire world who are going to figure out this message anyway. But those two people mm-hmm. are really going to learn that message. So, And mm-hmm. they'll go around and try to spread the word. And people will be like, oh, you're crazy. They're, there's Cubans. They're, they're not just Rubik's Cubes enthusiasts. And they'll be like, no, no, it's this big thing. And people will come crazy. But they'll know. They'll know the answer. So it's really just for those two people. The PSA itself is for everyone. But that Cuban thing is really just for those two people, whoever they so, are. Yeah. So maybe maybe part of the message here is, is that we got the, the big... Uh, you know, message of warning that don't don't stick Pikachu in a series of different kinds of asses. Um, but also, you're watching Mewtwo a little bit in the sequence in the background. You see that he's sort of solving the Rubik's Cube. Maybe in the last segment, the Rubik's Cube isn't there. He's got kind of a look on his face. You realize once he solved it, he put it up his butt. That's a good thing to put up your butt. 
Okay, so there are actually good things up your butt, like a Rubik's Cube. If you put a Rubik's Cube up your butt, you actually get smarter. Because, you know, it's like, it's a smart thing. Well, you figure you, it out, you, you it's know, like it's really smart. Consult your doctor, right? There's like colonoscopy equipment to put okay. in your butt, thermometers okay. to put in your so, butt. So Mewtwo calls his doctor to make sure it's okay for us. Because, again, it's a PSA. Mm -hmm. And when the doctor inevitably says yes, he shoves it up his butt. Yeah, so mm. it's like Mewtwo goes to Nurse Joy, and he's like, Nurse Joy, I have this Rubik's Cube. Should I put it in my... And Nurse Joy cuts him off in your ass? Absolutely. There you go. Mm. Yeah. And I, I like this that, um, you know, you're seeing him, maybe this second to last segment, He's he's gone to Nurse Joy. And you're like, what are they talking about? And you could either, like, read their lips, or it's implied by... Like, this is all background stuff. It's going to be hard yeah, to live the background. Mewtwo. All I like, you might see a shoulder of this happening, but the ones that really pay attention and have a really good imagination can put together what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> I have to say, I think she's just about ready. Think so? Ready for, ready for TV? Like, what could we possibly improve upon with this beautiful uh, little commercial or series that we've crafted here? Uh... I don't know. Doug, any any other thoughts? Well, I think you got to throw in Jesus somewhere in there, uh, you know, to get the religious people in there, too. You know, he just comes down, like, after Ash is crying, and, you know, you see a little bit of Mewtwo's shoulder, and he just looks at all of it and just gives the middle finger to everyone that's just be like, got it, got it, don't put things up your ass. I immediately understand this, unless it's a Rubik's Cube. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> sort of Jesus's message is... Like to creation, this is this is what you get. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, if, I mean that's yeah. what I got when I read the Bible. I just assumed this was a religious piece, you know, from the beginning. Mm. Uh, so I feel that has to be how it ends. Honestly, well, we can definitely hit that market. I know that. Well, I mean, we don't want to be too sectarian, though. We don't want to exclude. So yeah, we could have Jesus, but we should also have like. Buddha and other religious figures. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Buddha, the yeah. flying spaghetti monster, like every single denomination yeah, will yeah. get in there. Uh, you know, because we do want to be equal. We want to be uncle. We want to hit as many people yeah. as possible. And for the atheist, you know, it's just this hunk of air and, and nothing mm -hmm. else. You know, mm -hmm. maybe a smug person, but that's I, it. <laughs> just that just after it. that, nothing else. I think that we've got it. This is now the most inoffensive thing possible. We've, uh, yeah. We, we're, That's we're, all thanks okay. to all people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But but specifically, it's, you know, Pikachu and asses. But, you know, still all things for all people. What if we're actually insane? Could be that. I mean... Well, I mean, we would know. That's true. We, we would put it together. We're pretty smart. I mean, if we yeah. were crazy, you know, we wouldn't be smart. So, yeah. I, I think you're right. Sorry, t stupid thought. For a smart guy. Yeah, that, that's, uh, our, our little think tank is, is, you know, the intelligence is too high for us to possibly be, uh, shit insane. Anyway, uh, I think, Doug, that, uh, that's just about, uh, just about good. We just need one more thing from you, if you don't mind. Okay. Bend your, your expert ear for one, for one moment. Yes, Doug, I do have a, a question for you. This is something that's, uh, that's very important to me. I have to ask. Have you ever made a website before? Only with Pikachu, asses, Michael J. Fox, William Shatner, and Jesus. But aside okay, so from that, no. 
Okay, so you know then that website design can be difficult and perhaps even dangerous. But don't worry, because now there's Squarespace. And if you head to squarespace.edu slash hey, you can get access to an exclusive offer. For a limited time, you can get free design templates, a free domain name, free hosting, and free content to put on your website, all backed by Squarespace's award-winning 24-7 erotic chat line. That's squarespace.gov slash hey, available for a limited time. Squarespace, you can build it, we can help. It was a good time. Doug, that's the thing that uh, he he always does every single episode. Well, to I'm ensure, the only one bringing any revenue to this little project. To ensure that we will never have a sponsor ever. Um, well, at least <laughs> not that one. Now they're going to connect it with like Pikachu and asses and house hippos. And that is helpful. That is far from the worst one. Doug, we just need one more piece of information. Next week, we have to design something. And we would love if you could pick what that thing would be for us. You know, the one thing that was missing from this PSA, I just realized, was farting. Uh, and I think that gets a lot of kids' attention. So I would say, along those lines, uh, a musical instrument, I think, would work very, very well. That That's perfect. I mean, our butts are basically a musical instrument. And despite how many butts were in this thing, you're right. There there was a lack of music. So maybe we could bring that up, uh, bring that up the next week. Exactly. Maybe Sir Mix-A-Lot, something like that. You know, just it, it, you, you, you'll work it out. You'll figure it out. Yeah. I like Doug, it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for your time. And I, I think it uh, needs no introduction. You can find Doug on Channel Awesome with his Nostalgia Critic character, along with all his other projects. Doug, any other uh, things you want to mention? Uh, yeah, just if you see a Pikachu running into a house hippo's butt, you'll know why. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was our work that we did here today. Yes. Doug, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to be a little bit more... Uh... A little bit more audio focused for me. Probably going to be a more editing heavy, but that's okay. I, Is it? It's a labor. It's a labor of love. Is it? I love you. I love you all. Do you love me? Yeah, you're all right. Cool. <laughs> and uh, uh, until next time, I guess. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs> Yep. 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 Yep.